when you were in high school or college or maybe if you still are at this point you are familiar with cliff notes uh cliff notes is a shorter version of of a book let's just say you had to read a movie they can do a report on it so instead of reading the book uh thoroughly uh you went in and looked at the cliff notes but the difference is this is that the cliff notes in the book are not exactly different so the 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 cliff notes is not another version of the book it's just a shorter version of the book but if you want to be more thorough then you would read the book itself this is what we come to here with genesis chapter 2 genesis chapter 2 is not another creation story it's a more in-depth version of what happened on in genesis chapter 1 so in a way i'm saying that uh even though Genesis 1 was very thorough, I'm saying that uh, Genesis 1 was more of a, a Cliff Notes version, where Genesis 2 is a more in-depth version. So with that, we're going to get started and read along as we start Genesis chapter 2. Genesis 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground, but streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon, it winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gin. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Assur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. 
So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Now, as we see, uh, the heavens being the entire universe and everything in them, uh, is finished. We notice that in verse 1, thus the heavens and the earth were complete in all their hosts. So all their hosts would be the the universe that our earth uh, swirls around in as well as everything else in said universe. Now we move to verse 2. By the seventh day, God completed his work which he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Now, this should not be taken as Elohim lie down and rested like you and I would. In other words, God was not tired. Uh, the word for rested was Shabbat, meaning to decease, meaning that the that the Lord was done with his work. Uh, like I said, he gave us uh, six days you should work and you should have a day of rest. Uh, I believe the Lord said that not for ceremonial reasons, but because he designed these bodies and he knows exactly how these bodies work. You need a day to relax, let your mind relax, let your bones uh, relax, uh, let your joints relax, uh, just a day to kind of recharge. That's really what was happening here. Remember, the Lord, the Lord wasn't tired. The Lord didn't lay down and take a nap, okay? His work was done. Verse 3. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. Uh, a lot of confusion uh, surrounds this verse. Uh, this verse does not say that God made this seventh day a day of worship. It merely means that it merely means that he was done with the work that he created on the six days. And I bring that up because there are some who will go to that scripture and say, well, see, from the beginning of time, he uh, made this seventh day a, a day of importance. What the Lord merely did was he, he was just giving us a day that we should reflect on him, reflect on his glory and worship him. Verse four. Uh, here we have an uh, overall account of what the Lord had done. Verse 4 says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made heaven and earth. And it, and it was so. Verse 5, now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprouted for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth and there was no man to cultivate to cultivate the ground now this goes back to the point I made earlier about this being a more in-depth uh, example of, of this was this is more in-depth of what happened in Genesis chapter 1 this is not a uh, another creation story okay because we know that in Genesis 1 it said that he created the man from the dust of the ground 
and uh, he said, let us make man in our image. And then in here in chapter two, it says uh, there was no man to cultivate the ground. So now here we start a more in-depth look at the six day of creation. We see that God is about to create vegetation, trees and plants. I also would like to point out that it says the Lord God. Notice that not just God, the Lord God, which is Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah meaning self-existent and Elohim. As we mentioned in chapter one means plural of the supreme God. Verse six. But a mist used to raise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. Now, that's really more of a continuation of verse five, where it says that the Lord God had not yet sent rain. OK, but a mist that came up out of the ground. We continue on to uh, verse seven. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. And it was so. And that's how it happened. The Lord God actually took the dust. He 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 formed the man's skeletal system and he used that dust as skin to cover the outer parts of the man's body. And it was so. Verse eight. The Lord God planted a garden east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. Now, it would appear that the Lord God planted the garden himself and then taught Adam how to care for it, because the scripture doesn't say that the Lord does not say that the Lord God uh, had Adam plant the garden. So, to my understanding of the scriptures, Everything that was created was created by God. The very first garden, the very first tree that ever existed, uh, the very first garden, plants, flowers, was all created by the living God. It says in verse 9, out of the ground, the Lord God caused every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And here we have it. The Lord God himself planted the garden now these two trees have been a source of confusion i believe that adam could see the tree of life from a distance and something about it represented god's glory i think the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was almost as pleasant as, as we will see in the the coming verses so what i'm saying is, is that i believe that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's mentioned here was an actual tree because when i looked up the word uh, ants, uh, which which is a tr which means tree. That's what it was. It didn't mean anything else. And I believe the same about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, we're gonna move on to verse ten. Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four rivers. Now what do we have here? One river flowing four flowing four ways. Verse eleven. And we would get into these rivers. The name of the first is Pasan. It flows around the whole land of Havilah where there is gold. Okay, now our map and our glow have changed over time. To the best of my knowledge and the maps that I have, Havilah is in Northeast Arabia. This is where the Pisan flows. Verse 12. The gold of that land is good. The Belgium and the Oxen stone are there. Now, the Belgium and the Oxen stones are described as precious materials. The Onyx stone is described as a black stone used for engraving. It is said Alexander the Great made this stone popular for carving cameos. 13. The name of the second river is Gahan. It flows around the whole land of Cush. 
Now, from the maps I've studied, the Gahan runs south down the eastern edge of Africa. Kush is modern-day Ethiopia, which gives you an idea of where this river flowed. 14. The name of the third river is Tigris. It flows east of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Tigris, or Hedeko, as it was called in Euphrates, rivers run around Iraq, what is known as modern-day Iraq. 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. And then we will continue on with verse 16. It says that the Lord God commanded the man saying from any tree of the garden you may freely eat. Kind of goes back to something I mentioned in chapter one. No animals have been killed yet. So it's safe to say that Adam uh, was not uh, munching on meat as as we do and we and we can take advantage of today. He was eating the, the fruits and vegetables of the of the time. 17 says, but. From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Now, this is a command that the Lord has given to Adam. Okay. The, the first command the Lord has given him is do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. Now, notice the Lord God did not say Adam could not eat from the tree of life. I always like to point that out. He didn't tell him nothing. He couldn't eat from the tree of life, but to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Verse 18. Then the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. This proved Adam was by himself at first because uh, depending on different creation stories you hear, there are some who say that man and uh that the male and female species were created at exactly the same time now from what we believe they were created on the same day not exactly at the same time okay why we're gonna we're gonna prove that by continuing on okay the lord god is gonna make a helper suitor for him in verse 19 what is the, what happens out of the ground the lord god formed every beast of the field remember the sixth day creation from chapter one and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them and whatever the man called a living creature that was his name so Adam here uh, the first man uh, named everything uh, the helper man needed uh, were animals that could help him to tend the garden this is what I believe a lot of these animals were uh, created for for example an ox would be needed to loosen the soil uh, birds eat insects bees our good pollinators, uh, ladybugs, they feed on aphids, uh, frogs eat larvae, lizards also eat insects. Now, you may say like, well, why would the Lord God create uh, uh, certain species that need to be eaten by other species? Because the Lord God has his create, has his had had this thing worked out his his knowledge is is higher than our knowledge and his understanding is greater than our understanding so he he knew you may say that well you know bees are good for uh pollen you know what i'm saying but birds eat and birds will sometimes eat them because bees were good to pollinate the garden but then you didn't necessarily want it overrun with uh with bees just like there were other insects that were good and lizards would eat them it was a lizard's form of food also you didn't want them overran you want them to provide just enough to uh to get the garden to uh to be nourished for example uh, my children and i uh 
planted a garden recently and uh, one of the things we did when we planted our first garden was we put flowers in the garden now, I learned this from my grandmother who taught me how to garden and uh, you want bees actually in your garden you want those flowers that smell good to attract other insects uh, to come and do what it is the Lord designed them to do to help your garden grow okay now it said that he named every animal and whatever he named them was their name and that's where we get the names of our animals from verse 20 the man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field but for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him hmm. now after giving names Adam still did not have a companion this this gives proof that animals did not talk unless it was uh, supernatural where we will see some of this uh, later on in the scriptures of uh, of an animal when when Balaam was on the donkey and God made the donkey supernaturally speak so I've heard people say and they believe that animals actually spoke I don't uh, why right here there was not found a helper suitable for him yes he had a helper in the garden and he gave the animals their names but that helper okay was he didn't he still did not have so we move to verse 21 the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man or Adam and he slept then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that point now when it says rib it means he took the curve out of man your ribs are are your ribs are a curved bone now think about this the Lord God made Adam out of just the dust he created his skeletal system right from there but now he's getting ready to make the female he actually took a part of the man out of the female verse 22 the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man now so we see from a man's rib God created his wife the word for woman Isha okay I like to point that out because this was a, a female the wife was a female and it says that he created the woman from the rib verse 23 the man said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called one man because she was taken out of man man is ish woman is isha so in the Hebrew text that's exactly what it says that uh, she should be called Isha because she was taken out of Ish okay verse 24 for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh uh, uh, leave also means relinquish that word leave you know when it says he would leave his father and his mother uh, now to that's my understanding that in that in this time of life and it even happens now a young man was close with his parents especially his father because he did whatever his father did if his father was a gardener or a carpenter or a uh, maker of tents or whatever he did in that day uh, that's what the son did and he was close to uh, to his family he stayed right there in his tent his tent was next to his his father and his mother's tent but when it was time for him to take a wife for himself he is to leave his parents not to be up under right up under his parents and he is to be one with his wife verse 25 and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed 
and this right here is explanatory is self-explanatory in in my opinion uh most people who are married i mean truthfully you're you're not ashamed to or walk around in your bedroom when you get out of the shower in front of your wife in front of your husband you know there's a comfort level there but there's a reason why I believe that this was written in the Bible that they were not ashamed because there was no sin because we're going to find out in the next chapter that uh, when their eyes were open to the sins of the world that all of a sudden they were ashamed now this is husband and wife and all of a sudden they're looking at each other and they're running and they're and they're taking cover to cover themselves up that right there will end uh, Genesis chapter 2 I hope you enjoyed it and I definitely thank you for listening that was just a more in-depth uh, explanation of what happened in Genesis chapter 1 father we thank you for the word I thank you for those who may come across this and I thank you for me father I thank you that we all learn together and as the Bereans did father I pray that anyone who hears my voice is a true Berean that they go after the scriptures right now for themselves and study it for themselves that they pray that you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and lead them and guide them as I've asked you to do for me uh, my intent is not to have all the answers I never will have all the answers I just love to teach your word and I love those who love to learn your word as well with that we thank you and we praise you in Jesus name amen Thank the 